We've now heard that song. We've now had to hear that song twice because we fucked up the intro. Yeah, that song is just brutal at this point, isn't it? It's you know what? It's not even that it's that terrible of a song. It's just we've heard it so many times this weekend. I heard that song just about as long as I heard the Hardy Boys music at WrestleMania. Oh my god, that was that was ridiculous. <laughs> But, yeah, we are late this week because we were in New York from last Thursday through Tuesday morning. And, unfortunately, we were in New Jersey, too. Yeah. I, well, we'll get there. Trust me. If you logged on to Twitter, you, you're aware. Yeah. It's... And, uh, so, yeah, we, had, we watched something like 31 or 32 hours of live wrestling this weekend, and we just needed a break. Yeah. Um, the rest of everyone else is kind of taking a break, too. But we wanted to get something out this week. We've never missed a week, and we're kind of kind of pride ourselves on that so we wanted to get something out so i don't know how long it's gonna be i don't know what it's gonna be but it's something and it's, and it's gonna be good because we're fucking great you keep telling yourself that we will see you guys in the next segment <laughs> yeah we're getting our episode out this week uh the rest of the brand's taking a week off a much deserved week off but you know the terminal topics network probably probably brings to you the champions advantage podcast live from northeastern pennsylvania which I never thought I'd want to get back to more after this year, after this week. But, you know, you have to follow the gang at TT underscore for you for uh, Ron and Linz in the uh, rundown. At Old School Pants for Chris Panero, the number one beard and impact man on the internet. And uh, listen to Over the Top Rope Radio with uh, Kuda underscore Junior on Mondays. So, with that being said, give me one word to describe WrestleMania weekend. Uh, tiring. Exhausting. Right. I would use the same word. It was much more exhausting than I planned on planned on it being. Yeah. Especially one day just fucking it all up. <laughs> so what we're going to do is we're going to kind of go through our trip and our experience. And because we saw a lot. We really did. And I think we did. I think we did it right. Yeah. Yeah. I, we based, based completely off your recommendations. And I think you hit them on the nail on the head. So congratulations. That's what I do around these parts. But yes, yeah, so we will get into that. So Thursday... We uh, we started off with a bang because our fucking bus was late. Yeah, um, I don't like public transportation. I just don't. You didn't like it Thursday. You hated it after Sunday. Oh, dude. <laughs> Sun- See, like I normally don't mind Ubers, but after Sunday, I'd, I if I if I never stepped in an Uber again, I wouldn't complain. But yeah, so we decided we're about two hours away from New York City. We obviously aren't gonna get a flight. That'd just be stupid. We aren't going to drive because our hotel's in fucking time. Well, not in Times Square technically, but near Times Square. So parking for five days would be a bitch. It's like, hey, let's get a fucking Greyhound bus. Cool. And we pull up. And the ticket tells you we board 20 minutes early. Be there 20 minutes early. So we get there 20 minutes early like some good fucking eggs. And this bus is at least like a half hour late. And I'm just like... When it comes to things in my control, I'm usually not. I'm usually an optimistic person. Like when I was taking a test in school or something, I'd never be like, "Oh, I'm gonna fucking fail." But like when it comes to things like out of my control, I'm very pessimistic. So yeah, I was convinced I this bus I'm wasn't showing. Way. I'm. I was convinced this bus wasn't showing up, and we were just gonna have to drive to New York anyway. So, but you know, eventually the bus showed up. We pulled up to our palatial suite in Manhattan, and uh, very nice, located from about six hundred feet from Port Authority. Yeah. So that was... Very convenient getting off our $30 bus into our $3,000 palatial suite. Yes. I like how we're running with this gimmick. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it, wasn't, it wasn't just a bus. It was our fucking bus. Oh, yeah. We, we, we rented out. We bought every ticket. We did. 
we totally didn't have to sit separate apart from and you have to listen to divorce talk and oh my that. god this lady went through this lady went through this fuck i felt bad for her she needed a cigarette on that bus she, she went through a divorce started talking about nipsey hustle see i i was the smart one and brought headphones which i think i may have left in your dad's car i'm not sure if not i don't know where they are well if they are i'll find them it's i'm not that concerned about them i use them like when i go on long trips which after this won't be for a while yeah. um so yeah that that was our route of getting to New York City. Then once we got to New York City, we relaxed, winded down. Then we headed to I forgot the hotel. What was the hotel? The Hilton. The Hilton. I almost said the Sheraton. I was thinking I have the image of the wall standing on top of the Sheraton ingrained in my head forever. So <laughs> every hotel is just automatically the Sheraton. Did you think Ric Flair would show up at the Sheraton? Hey, the Sheraton Sheratons are nice hotels, man. Um but it was the Midtown uh, Hilton Hotel in New York City. And it was the, we walked there. Very nice. We did walk there. It was a nice little stroll. Well, a little confusing to get to at first. We figured it out. We just couldn't figure out which door to go in. We got there. Yeah, yeah. We just, it was because we were, yeah, I guess WrestleCon, does WrestleCon go on all week? It's Friday to Sunday morning, I want to say. So, or oh, Thursday to Sunday morning. I was going to say Thursday because we went Thursday. No, the convention might not start till Friday. I think Thursday night, like the Super Show is like the official kickoff. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Well, I, I don't know either. That. It might. I think Friday is the start of the convention, but we didn't go to the convention anyway, so that's a moot point. Yeah, that is. It's, but so we had amazing seats. I mean, for the WrestleCons, I mean, we there's, could have sat anywhere. Yeah, there, like, it was a nice little. It was a nice it was. little. Was a, I saw wrestling at a Hilton, and that just tickles me in a certain way. Certain other things can't. Yeah, there's a there's a a charm to it. Yeah, yeah. It was very indie, but also in the fucking Hilton ballroom where they've had fancy balls. Fancy balls. Fancy balls. Yeah. I got I got some fancy with some balls. with some politicians and Kane higher ups. <laughs> I kind of hope so. Yeah, I wish. I kind of hope so. But um, yeah. So we'll just kind of run through. I know, like the the WrestleCon Super Show, everyone like a lot of people may not have known the matches and like the results because like you know it's it's kind of a random show, but it's a great show. It was. I I really really enjoyed it. I mean, right from the start, it was awesome. Yeah. So we'll kind of run through the results. Give us our our thoughts. There was a lot of talent we had, we are very familiar with, and there was some talent we had never seen before. So it was a nice little mix. So let's get it started. Uh, it, first of all, the show started late because they they the athletic commission would not let them begin until they got an ambulance there. So while they were waiting for that to happen, Road Warrior Animal came out and spewed some bullshit. And then he brought out Ric Flair, which was fucking wild. Place went ballistic. I went ballistic. My jaw yeah. hit the floor. It's like Ric Flair. Jesus. Oh, he looks like he's going to die. He does. Uh, he almost did die. So Rick's, Rick's definitely seen some better days. But he basically talked about put over all the fans. He really put over his daughter Charlotte. And, you know, it was good he's to see Rick. It was yeah. good to see Rick. That was cool as shit. It was. It was. All the people I was expecting to see at the WrestleCon Super Show... The greatest professional wrestler of all time was not one of them. I didn't see Shawn Michaels there. Must have missed it. But all joking aside, it was awesome to see Nash. It was. It was cool. So the official opener was Eddie Kingston taking on Masato Tanaka. Two guys that off the top of my head I don't think I've ever seen in person before. I definitely have never seen them. It was, it was a fun little, fun little match. Masato Tanaka's been doing it for a long-ass time. And you know what? He went out there and put on a pretty good show. He still hits hard. Yep. He beat... Hit the shit out of Eddie Kingston, and Eddie Kingston delivered it right back. Eddie Kingston's uh, good. I he, like Eddie Kingston. Yeah, Eddie a lot. Kingston's a good talent. 
Uh, Tanaka eventually got the win with the sliding knee. And then post-match, Kingston put over uh, Tanaka saying that he was his favorite wrestler ever. And after 17 years in the business, he could, like, finally got his dream match. And that was... That was cool as shit. That was a cool moment. It's it, it, what it's all about. It seemed it seemed heartfelt and, leg- and legitimate, so... And wouldn't be the only one that night. No. So the Lucha Brothers came out. Uh, they said that they were the best tag team in the universe. And they said they were better than those brothers. And uh, they teased that they were calling out the Young Bucks. But the Young Bucks uh, weren't there. They also called them Pudos mo- multiple times. Oh, many Everybody times. loved. Um, and they said since... There's nobody good enough to accept their open challenge. They might as well wrestle each other. And they did. Um, seeing these two guys, I saw these two guys wrestle last year, but seeing them wrestle each other was completely different and incredible. I have never seen them, and Pentagon is the most megastar potential person I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, Pentagon's awesome. He's, uh, I mean, I'm just taking nothing away from Phoenix. No, Phoenix is. He's great, but I mean, I mean. Phoenix is probably the. Better one in ring, but you Pentagon. Teach size. Pentagon's character. Is, well, Pentagon's not that much bigger. He, but he's. It's just it's the character. He has a it's presence. He has a presence. That's what he has. The presence and the character. He has a presence of the most terrifying mask in the history of wrestling. Yeah. And they really got it, man. And they fucking wrestled. They wrestled Sabu two hours later. So you got to give it to them. Um. So, uh, Phoenix won with a top rope Spanish fly. And, you know, they embraced after the match, headed on their way. Yeah, they are actually brothers. Yeah, no, they're, they're legitimate brothers. And then they, uh, they, Nelly hit over the sound system, and they went backstage. Here comes the boom with Arthur for them to come out with. It fit, yeah. it fit with their, it fit with their, uh, Titantron very well. So every year at WrestleCon, there's a gigantic tag team match. And this year, we got Tajiri, DJZ, Puma King, and Samantha Heights versus Sammy Kavara and LAX, which consisted of Santi- Santana. I almost said Santina. That would have been, been some... She wasn't there. That is, she was not there. Ortiz and Devante. Um So, yeah, every year the WrestleCon tag team match is a big hit. Um, seeing the LAX in person was pretty cool. I never saw them. To Jerry was, there was a Spanish woman behind us. Oh, dude, she lived for that it. That lived for LAX. She lived for it. Ortiz kept saying Dream Team, and it got funnier every time. Um, Even when he was on the ground, like, selling it, he would just... Dude, just he had green it. mist in his face, and he said, Green team? It was great. <laughs> Jerry was there. Jerry was there. There's always surprises at the WrestleCon Super Show. Unfortunately, neither of the surprises we picked uh, came to fruition. No, my fucking father got a point. He did. I, I, we'll get to that in a little bit, but I'm still baffled on how... <laughs> I mean, shit. Some people just know, I guess. Yeah. What are the odds your father runs Slice Wrestling? Because you know he's got all the scoops. His my father is, my father's name is his name is Dave, so he, he could just <laughs> he could he could he could be the Meltzer. He could be the Meltzer. If he was, he wouldn't tell you. No, he wouldn't. He doesn't love me. Um, to Jerry hit the mist on Ortiz and hit him with a buzzsaw kick, and that was a wrap. No, not only that, he hit the mist while arm dragging Ortiz. He did. That, I've never seen anything. You know what? Like that it. is that is very important to know. It was impressive. It was awesome. So, to Jerry still fucking got it. Tajiri and Puma King on a team is... Puma King was fun to watch, too. And DJZ. That was a baffling team. We saw DJZ, the wrestler, and DJZ, the DJ, this week. We did, we did. Very talented fella. We spoke with him. Very talented fella. Up next, Triple Threat Match. Aris, Flamita, and Robbie Eagles, who... I I think think we're best friends with Robbie Eagles at this point. Yeah, we are. We're we're basically members of the Bullet Club, as you'll find out later. Yeah. 
You're you are all over that video, by the way. Really, I and I and I'm I'm only in that one. But you're very noticeable. Oh, I'm prominent. In that. I'm <laughs> prominent in that video. Besides Fallet and the dude getting chopped, you are the most because your center shot and your mouth is agape. <laughs> and I'm fat. And you're drunk, and it's and just wasted. a great combination. But yeah, you're all over that video. I didn't even pay attention to it. You know, I'm just I'm just a supporting player. You're the fucking star over here. But anyway, this is a fun triple threat match. Um, Eagles and Flamita exchange strikes. Um, Flamita's fucking impressive. Eagles went for a, a Spanish fly, but like Ariz ran up and then caught Eagle. It was like a triple Spanish. Do you remember that spot? Like that, oh, yeah. Like, I don't like even know what happened. I it was like a triple Spanish fly. I remember looking at it and goes, I go, how the fuck do we review that? Yeah, I don't Because it wasn't a move that exists. Yeah, I don't. Uh, eventually, Eagles got the win with a 450, and it was just. That was that was incredible. That was. They were all impressive. Flamita that was, was very impressive. one of the sleeper matches of the weekends, in my opinion. The weekends, Jesus, uh, the weekend, in my opinion, it seemed like multiple. It did. Up next, I know something that you very much enjoyed, and I did too. Uh, the Revolt: Caleb Conley, Zane Riley, and Jake Manning taking on Hurricane Helms, X Pac, and Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, so we were talking about we were talking to my father about surprises. And he goes, would X-Pac be there? My father fucking loves X-Pac. <laughs> That's... And I go, and no, no. it's usually the opposite. The term X-Pac, he exists because everybody usually hates no, X-Pac. No, I go, no, Dad. He's... You can't... We can't... He can't work for anybody else. He works at WWE, you fucking idiot. And, and now he was right. So my father got one point for the weekend. But uh, this was awesome. Yeah. Jushin, we were both... We were both very excited to see Jushin. Yeah. Very, very excited. And... We signed up to see him twice this weekend. Yep. And he does not disappoint. He still got it. They were dancing. They were... It was just a whole... It was a lot of fun. The revolt is funny as shit. So, Liger got by far the loudest reaction of the night. Jushin um, Liger. That reaction was like... You could have... You could have told me there are 10,000 people in that building and I yeah. would have believed it. That reaction was insane. They were throwing the streamers. It yeah. was... It was just a good nice... A nice ordeal with them. Oh, look at Dirk crying. That's sad as shit. Yeah, he's retiring. One of the greats. Um, so the revolt worked over Helms and Walt- Waltman throughout the match, and then Liger finally got the hot tag, made his comeback, hit a brain buster for the win. It wasn't a blow-away match, but that match wasn't about the action. It was about the moment. And then uh, Hurricane got on the mic and basically said that, look, you know who he works for. You know, he's gone to the Hall of Fame. We begged WWE let us do this for Liger, and they let us do it. So we're- And that's really fucking cool. Yeah, it is. I mean, I know I've heard X-Pac call Liger the greatest of all time before. And, uh, oh, you're missing the best part about this match. What's that? There was a three-count chant, and Shane Helms did the jig. He did. He did did the jig. He did the jig. This was a really fun thing to be a part of. It was. Liger Liger is very appreciative. And and that's the cool thing about the WrestleCon Super Show. It's always a mix of just, like, insane action and the most random moments of all time. Like And they were fun. Last year, I got to see Jerry Lawler throw a fireball at Joey Ryan's dick. This year, I got to see Liger, Hurricane, and X-Pac team up, which just, like, you don't get shit like that at any other show. And it's... I can't put over the WrestleCon Super Show. Anymore. No, it was a great time. But uh, moving on, uh, another incredible match. A guy who had multiple incredible matches this weekend. Dragon Lee defeated Cavanario. And <laughs> this match was ridiculous. He moved so fast. Um, this was the match that fans threw the money in the ring after. Yes, this was the money match. This was the money match. Um, there's way too much to happen in this match to recap. 
The show's on Fight TV. Buy the replay. See the match. I will tell you the Dragon Lee won with a uh, sit-out powerbomb. Channeling is in her big Dave. And, yeah, that's... So one of those matches was just like, I can't tell you what happened because I don't know what happened. It was just very good. Yeah, no, we can talk to, especially one we'll talk to in about a minute. Yeah, the main event was the same way. Yeah. But um, up next, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shane Strickland. Uh, we all know where Shane Strickland's headed. It was cool to see him come out to Shaka Khan one more time. Um, and Zack Sabre Jr. lives up to his name as a technical wizard. Uh, he was putting Shane Strickland in submission moves that I don't even know how to describe. And he eventually made Shane Strickland tap out by tying him up in one of those holds that I don't know how to describe. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Every every muscle Shane Strickland had was stretched in yeah. his holding the win. Yeah. But no, Sabre Jr. is bigger than you think he is, and he's very, very slick and impressive in the wing. He's big and stocky. He like, is. Like, he's bigger than you think he would be. But I still believe he's under 205 pounds because he's just, like, he's tall. Yeah, he's, he's lanky. His body, like, isn't filled out. Yeah, he's fucking lanky. Um... Great match, like I said. Shane Strickland, best of luck in his new journey. In the Fed. And, yeah. So the semi-main, I enjoyed it, but I thought it went way too long. It did. This match was fun as shit, though. SCU, Daniels, Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, taking on Orange Cassidy and best friends Chuck, Ch- Chuck Taylor Go and Birds. Trent. Um, yeah. This Orange Cassidy's fun as shit to watch. If you've ever seen Orange Cassidy, you know what to expect. Uh, Hands in the pockets, won't take the sunglasses on, no selling lockups, just complete wackiness. The funniest part of this match is they were just lightly chopping each other. Yeah. And the crowd was so in, like it was Walter chopping somebody. The the funniest part of this match was Chuck Taylor hitting the most nonchalant senton of all time. (laughs) He did, he rolled over the rope. But he like, when he got to the like top of this like, Springboard, he stopped. Like he, he completely, st- I don't know how he did it, but he like completely stopped, like in a full out plank position in the air, and then finished with like the lightest senton you've ever seen. Another was. great part, part in this match, which I thought was actually probably the funniest part of this match, was I believe it was Kaz and Cassidy in the ring. Yeah. Or Kaz and maybe Chuck Taylor in the ring. And they tagged each other. Oh, and, and they, they started. Teams? They started. They, they switched teams. They started beating up their own partners. I think it was Orange Cassidy and Kaz. It, it might have been. I think it was Orange Cassidy and Kaz. Because but it was then, just really funny. Because then Chuck Taylor tried to pin Orange Cassidy. He was gonna let him pin him, and then Kaz broke it up, and the teams got switched back. So. I kind of. I don't think Orange Cassidy's a joke. If that makes any sense. Please elaborate. Because. He wrestles soon as the sunglasses get knocked off. Yeah, that's the gimmick. Yeah, that's a great gimmick. The gimmick. That's a fabulous gimmick. Him Even and, Cornette likes that gimmick. Him and Brian Alvarez had a match this weekend. I need to see it. I need to. I must see this match because I could only imagine. And I just it was the first time I saw him and it was fun. I had heard a lot about him. I had seen some of his stuff. He wrestled fucking Velveteen Dream he, of all people at an Evolve show he, last month. He wrestled like. Three minutes from this house at one point. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he did. He was on that show, wasn't he? Yeah, in, in Old Forge. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I enjoyed it. Oh, I guess we should probably tell how it ended. Um, They hit the best melter ever on Orange Cassidy. And, oh, yeah. Orange Cassidy oranged up and hit a double choke slam. I get... It's <laughs> just... The glasses that's come a sentence. off. That's a sentence that's, that exists. The glasses come off and all of a sudden he's Kane. God bless you, sir. And then finally, the main event, well worth the price of admission by itself. Will Ospreay taking on Bandito. 
the fact that both of these guys are like in their mid twenties is incredible. I get he Osprey said he was younger than him. Yeah, he is, yeah. And Ben Kai Kai can I can I wrap this up in four words? Sure. Bandito is fucking awesome. Bandito's great, but uh, Will Ospreay no. definitely held his own in this match. Yeah, well, I mean, he's Will Ospreay. He's going to hold his own in any match. Um, Bandito, one guy behind us absolutely adored Will Ospreay. He adored anyone of European descent. Yes, this this guy was British behind us, and he was heavy, heavy UK favorite. He had a lot of the $10 Budweiser's. Yeah, he did. He was wasted. He We spoke before. the we spoke. I spoke to him before the show, and he was fine. And then after the show, he didn't have a voice. Um, so Bandito hit, like, this, he, was, he had him in, like, a burning hammer position, but he dropped him to go to sleep, which he also ended up doing Saturday. That's, like, that move is so innovative. Um, basically, anything, everything you expect from Osprey and Bandito, there were Oz Cutters, Reverse Ranas, fr- Springboard fl- Frog Splashes, Osprey hit a Springboard Crossbody into the crowd, um. On the other side of us, too, and I knew he went into the crowd. Uh. They hit a Rainmaker. Osprey hit a Rainmaker at one point. Tribute to his buddy Okada. Eventually, he would lift Bandito up and hit him with a Stormbreaker for the victory. Osprey closed the show by cutting a promo, putting over Bandito. And that was the WrestleCon Super Show. It was. It was a great time. Yeah, and then we went and got pizza. And ran in the Ron Artest. We, we did. I completely forgot about that. We did run in and run our test. Yeah, we were walking, walking in Times Square on our way back to the room, get with our pizza, and fucking run our test. It's just walking down Times Square. I was like, what the hell? I almost walked right into him. Yeah. He would kick the shit out of me. Yeah, he would. He would have given the two pounds on the chest elbow to James Harden's head. He would have hit you with that. You ever see the picture? It was like James Harden's head, but it was like caved in. I did. It's <laughs> so funny. That is funny. So that was night one of our five nights and five shows. Yeah. Fuck no. that up. Five, five shows. Nights. We had five yeah. five shows and five nights yeah, escapade. That was, well, that that speech impediment is what happens when you go to five shows and five nights. You just yeah. you can't even anymore. The tweet the tweet I used, I put up saying the show would be delayed took me like four minutes to write because I didn't know if the words went together correctly. Yeah. So. So we'll see you in the next segment for the probably show of the weekend. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to give it. I'd have to give it the nod. In it's, NXT, it's unfair. It's unfair at this point, though. Yeah. But well, it's, yeah. no, it is unfair. But I mean, they only have five matches. Like, yeah, no, I agree. Like people are like NXT is so much better than WWE. I'm like, yeah, well, WWE puts more live products out in a week than than NXT does in a month. This might be a hot take, but if you take all the Ring of Honor stuff out of the Garden Show, New Japan would have been the best show of the weekend. But the Ring of Honor stuff drug it down. Oh yeah, and you can't teach that. Well, I wasn't even... You know what? Yeah. All right, we'll see you on Friday. And by Friday, I mean the next segment. Not actually Friday, because that'd be strange. Friday, and we transformed Friday. 24 hours till you Friday night. my whole bit. I didn't tell me you were doing it. Well, I don't need... I don't, when, do, when do you talk first? You never talk first. That's true. And you're, you're jumping way ahead, because... This this podcast isn't just about the show. It's about a whole experience. See what I did there? No, 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 no. If you're wearing you're wearing velveteen sunglasses. Oh yes. Oh, I forgot about those that that day. Yeah, and we we had some good breakfast too. Don't think we should. Oh, we talk did. Like, we gotta put over the diner. Yeah, you're just fucking jumping the straight to Friday night. Okay, well, fucking. And we also fucking 
We also got to tell him about our unfortunate afternoon restaurant experience where he couldn't order anything we wanted. <laughs> Friday was an action-packed day, pal. <laughs> yeah, a lot happened Friday. It's lot all coming happened. back. I forgot a bunch of shit. Yeah. It it's is. all coming back now. So we wake up Friday, nice and refreshed, excited for the day. Yeah. The Big Apple, the city that never sleeps. Yeah, sure. And so we were going to get some breakfast because we had a long day ahead of us. Yeah, got to so fuel we, up. So we walk uh, to the TikTok Diner Good in food. Times Square. Good food. Good shit. I had a chicken breakfast egg sandwich. I had a Denver omelet. It was filled with jalapenos. And Peyton Manning. Green peppers, onions, and ham and cheese. I don't know what any of those things have to do with Denver at all, but... Well, I think it's... The, I have a, you, know, you know those Just Cracking Egg gimmicks people talk yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one upstairs. One's called the Denver Scramble, and it has all that shit, so it must be a thing. I guess it is. I never yeah. knew that. I guess the more you know. So we had some banging breakfast, and we then we went, we went over to... The we went to Foot, Foot Locker. We saw the bar. Oh, dude, we did. See? Yeah, we, we're piecing this all together now. So we went to Foot Locker. Um, as we were leaving... We literally, we walked, the crosswalk was at the corner. We literally walked to the crosswalk, and the fucking bar hop out of an SUV doing their gimmick, the fucking, the sideways thumb point. Two just gigantic men. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck, it's the bar. People were going nuts, too. People were going nuts. Because I got Kofi and Big E had an appearance there later. I think they were in line for the bar appearance, and then the Kofi appearance was a separate line. Oh, well, regardless, we saw the fucking Regardless, the bar, the bar Sheamus, was open for Sheamus business. Sheamus rockets and SB dunks. Yes, and they're shock line track seats. Yes, which are hot. Um, yeah. So then we took the train over to Brooklyn, got our uh, seven-day unlimited Metro card, which is clutch. Um, yeah, it just ran out, actually. It hasn't. No, we're on. We got no. a Friday. Well, we got a Friday. We'll run out. To, so if you want to go to New York tomorrow, you still got subway rides. Yeah, I do. I threw mine away, I think. Oh, wow. I think I, I might have, too. I, I have mine somewhere. But anyway, we got on the train, got on three train, took it to Atlantic Avenue, home of the Barclays Center, hopped on the complimentary free shuttle bus to WB Access, which I gotta tell you that the Access location was a, was a perplexing one. Um, I know New York City; it's a it's it's kind of a hard town to book shows in because of space and whatnot. But you're telling me between Brooklyn, Manhattan. Even fucking the MetLife Stadium area, there's no convention centers. I guess not. Because they had this thing at a cruise ship terminal. <laughs> they did. I took a cruise ship out of there uh, not too long ago in October. So we didn't end up doing actual access until Monday, but we wanted to go down into the uh, WrestleMania store and, you know, browse around, look at some stuff. Excellent store, by the way. It's a good store. Bigger last year, but... Yeah. Excellent, you know. excellent store. They had all these titles. Once once we get to Sunday, I'm going to compare last year's experience to this year's experience. That's all you. And I got some things to say. And I pretty sure, trust me, I have some things to say as I well. know you got things to say, but I have more things to say. And uh, so, yeah, I made an extreme impulse purchase at you the did. store. You did. I bought a Velveteen Dream shirt. The shirt's nice. The shirt's, shirt's beautiful. The shirt's a good purchase. Not, that's not the bad purchase. No, the bad purchase is staring right at me. Yes. Uh, I So I... I figured to go with my Velveteen Dream shirt. I needed his fucking... What were you thinking? Like, what I, were I you? I wasn't. And you I needed what? his three-eyed raven glasses gimmick with his fucking face on the third one. I like the three-eyed glasses. I hate that it has his face on it. Yeah, like, it's... It, and he's wearing the glasses in the, in the thing. If those glasses didn't have his face on it, I would honestly wear those, like, out. Yeah, they're nice, but... I would, but... I look like an idiot. And so I bought you that. You don't have the face for them. Did you buy anything that day? 
I did. I bought the Kofi Mania shirt. You bought the Kofi Mania and Kevin Owens? Yeah, and yeah. I bought Dess's shirt later on. Yeah, and you didn't donate to Connor's Cure, as I did. Dude, why you got to put me on blast like that? Because you should have. There was a five... Do- I could get that bracelet on shop for like three dollars. I could donate on shop for cheaper. I mean, that's because I guess that's true. Like, I was, I literally said yes, and he said five dollars, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to pass my man. So after we walked to the superstore, Taz was just super pal- suplex of people yeah, in the parking right, lot. Right in, Red, right in Red Hook. Red Hook was a nice area, I do gotta say. It was alright, you know. Other than the weird ship piers. Well, but, that's yeah, uh, a big part of it. The Red Hook actually neighborhood was nice. Yeah, it was, there was children I, like, playing. Like I was and, telling you, I could see myself living in Brooklyn. Manhattan, not a chance in hell. But I could see myself living in Brooklyn. Yeah, if I had to live in New York, I'd live in Brooklyn. Yeah, because it's like you're. you're it's also like a neighborhood. You're not, yeah, not just right. It's not, not just, just cities. It's not just huge ass buildings around you. I like the huge ass buildings. No, me too. But like I can't a, like. I'd be able to live with the huge ass buildings. It's the traffic. Like. It's such a. But it's such a different. It's such a different place to where we are. Like now. I've driven in Philly. Like Philly traffic sucks, but it's not that bad. No, you can get to where you're you going. Get, yeah, Philly, right, too. right. New York. Like I feel like if I had to drive in New York, I'd just be like. I'd oh be a nightmare. That's why a lot of people don't. But yeah, no, we're just such a different pace from where we are now. The, so then, nestled between what's well, dude, right? the place, the pace that we're at right now is a fucking snail's pace. Yeah. But so, so we get back to the uh, Brooklyn Barclays Center area, and right across the street from uh, the Barclays Center is a little mall gimmick with some restaurants in it, and uh, so we decided to get a bite to eat. We walk in. Oh, dude, you got owned in Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh yeah, that guy was a bitch. No, he, you were an asshole to him. You he go, was a bitch. Yeah, the bar is full. <laughs> well, I didn't know the, the bar. Wa- and the way you said it, too, you said it like such a smug asshole. I didn't mean to. And then, dude, but and he gave it right back to you. He goes, I don't think it's full. Yeah. And he showed us two open seats, and I was like, Wow, he's right. You're dumb. Yeah, I was. I felt very bad. So we get to Buffalo Wild. But then Wings. I didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the Buffalo Wild Wings shoots himself in the foot right here. First, he tried to order some kind of iced tea gimmick, and they didn't have it. They didn't have iced tea. How the <laughs> fuck did they didn't have any iced tea? <laughs> oh, it gets worse, because, you know. I did, get a, I did get a Moscow Mule out of it, and I was very happy. I'm laughing at him as I order my mojito, no problems, no issues. But then it's time to order food. <laughs> and there's nothing more on earth I like than a nice chicken Caesar salad. We go. We get the cheese curds, because, you know. Oh, dude, you got to get the cheese those curds. Those gimmicks are delicious. Cheese curds are Solid. That goes flawlessly. Yes. Cheese curds. Cheese curds and Moscow Mule mojitos. That's that's fine. All that's good. Then, we go to order. You get some kind of fucking... What kind of gimmick did you get? I got a chicken po' boy. Yeah, chick, you were eating chicken all fucking weekend. Yeah, I was. You were eating chicken all fucking weekend. I was. About to turn into a fucking chicken. So, but speaking of chicken, there's nothing more on earth I like than a nice chicken Caesar salad. So I order it, and he's like, oh, perfect. Then he takes two steps away, and he goes back and Oh wait, I forgot we're out of Caesar. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't have fucking iced. I don't know how you run out of iced tea. So instead, I got some chicken vinaigrette gimmick salad. No, it wasn't. It was all right. But we got they had uh, <laughs> they had dollar ninety Yinglings for happy hour, and then we got a couple of those. And for every Yingling, you got a raffle ticket. They said to win a WWE a WF title. You, so each ticket got you a raffle. He said something else list. that was hilarious, and I forget what it was. So he says you have these raffle tickets that won a WWF title, and like, I'm kind of psyched. Like, oh, replica belt? That's badass. That's badass. Then the guy pulls out the replica belt. It's literally, first of all, it's an NXT title, and it's one of like the foam and plastic ones you buy at Target for thirty bucks. So then I'm like, 
Mike, you fill out, out all these raffle tickets. I don't want them. And, dude, you had, like, six raffle tickets. I'm so happy I didn't win. <laughs> I thought you were going to win for sure. But, uh, yeah, then after one yingling, you're like, oh, we're out of yinglings. So I'm like, it's a lot of problems with B-dubs. Mm-hmm. $1.90 yinglings, happy hour. Can't beat it. Things went better after this. Yes, yeah, so we went into the building. A little bit of a buzz going. We probably had about three beers and a couple mixed A little more drinks. than that, yeah. We might have four. Nice little, nice little buzzkey nice going. Nice little buzzkey going. We get into Brooklyn. The dude scans our tickets. He's like, these are fake. And he sold it for like 20 seconds. Like, he didn't he didn't do like, oh, these are fake. Ah, he's just fucking like it. Yeah. He said, these are fake. And then, like, he got on his walkie-talkie. Like, he's going to call security to boot us or something. He's like, oh, I'm just messing with you. Have a good time. And, like, I know I was starting to turn red because I was getting angry. Because, like I said, I'm a very pessimistic person when it comes to stuff like this. So you could ask Rod and Leek and Mir and the people I went last year when I bought uh, all the tickets off SeatGeek. I was convinced they were going to be fake. But I literally bought these takeover tickets on Ticketmaster. The master of tickets. If they were fake on Ticketmaster, we would have some issues here. But thankfully, the guy was just pulling a good old practical joke. And we were setting on our way. And then I went up to the merch stand. I got the special edition exclusive... Johnny Takeover, New York shirt. It's a beautiful shirt. I do give you that. And then we It's much better than my sunglasses. Dude, anything is better than your sunglasses. And then we went to our seats. We had good seats. I enjoyed our seats. seats. They had solid seats. There's not a bad seat in that place. And then the show began. Um, Kicked off with the War Raiders taking on Aleister Black and Ricochet in what I thought was the best match in the show. I thought this was the best match of the weekend. A lot of debate on this. Um... Mash had to go home three minutes early because Ricochet reportedly got banged up. But that actually worked out because then they got more time for their curtain call, which is awesome. They got a rousing ovation. Obviously, we're not going to go match by match, detail by detail, because you've all either watched it or read about it. And Hanson's incredible. You got it's my takeaway. yeah. And this was just, it was emotional. It was awesome. Because the whole crowd singing Black's name was fantastic. Incredible. This is what... This is what wrestling's all about. It's what WrestleMania weekend's all about. To be honest with this, this match was so good. I have it as my match of the weekend. It's definitely the best match on the show, and it was whatever. It was, it was just that good. If you haven't seen it, see it. Up next, a match that many people argue with you was the best match on the show. Uh, Matt Riddle taking on the Velveteen Dream for the NXT North American Championship. Um, this was really good. So a thing that I noticed about this match is... Usually, Matt Riddle's solidly over. He's a very over guy. but Oh, everybody in that in that arena wanted... This crowd was 90-10 dream, dream. You could even probably make an argument for 95-5 Dream. Yeah, the, the, this, the, the Dream was over in that building. And to his credit, Matt Riddle adjusted. He started working heel, which he did. not he, a lot of people do these this day and age. Especially someone who's been wrestling for a year and a half. Uh, Matt Riddle threw Dream around like a fucking my pillow. Uh, I love my mind pillow. Yeah, it's over there. Great hashtag not sponsored. Um, but uh, yeah, Riddle beat him up for a long time. Uh, Velveteen hulked up. He did the the three punches, the point. Uh, they they didn't straight didn't do the big boot straight away. Matt Riddle ducked one first, and then Velveteen came back and hit the big boot. Then he did some more stuff. Eventually <laughs> hit the leg drop. Um, then Matt Riddle. Uh, started his comeback. He locked him in the bro mission. Velveteen rolled through. Did the counter that Samoa Joe gets caught with at least once a month. 
and uh, Velveteen pinned Matt Riddle, so Matt Riddle's unbeaten streak is over. Um, I knew they wouldn't take the title off Velveteen this quick. You were not convinced. We'll get to the results of the bet later. But uh, let's just say Mike didn't have a great weekend prediction. No, I didn't. I lost real early. Yeah. So um, uh, Velveteen retained. I haven't watched one thing from this weekend back besides what we, I wa- watched, that besides what we watched back in the hotel. This was Which great. was the Ricochet Black match. We watched the finish of the NXT main event. And then we watched the WrestleMania pre-show. Other than that, I haven't watched anything from the weekend. So Watch the show. It's fantastic. I'm going to eventually. I'm just... I'm burnt out right now. Yeah. Although we did watch Dark Side of the Ring tonight, which was fantastic. Yeah, that was... That's not really... I mean, it's wrestling, no. but it's not really... It's, it's something about wrestling. It's not really wrestling. But anyway, moving on. The United Kingdom Championship match. I can't believe this thing went 27 minutes. It was long. It was, but it was fun. Um, Walter versus Pete Dunne. Oh, before we get there, Dream's entrance, A+. Plus. Yes. Um, he was a Statue of Liberty. He was, statue, he was like half Statue of Liberty, half Macho Man. Yeah. Um, cool entrance. Uh, he's very over man, and he is the champion of an entire continent. So yeah. Good, good on him. Yes, you don't get that very often anymore. No. They used to have the champion of Europe, but that's not there anymore. No, I wish I would bring it back. I love that belt. You could be the champion of a kingdom. And we'll get there. Not the kingdom, but a kingdom. No. The king yeah, we, we kinda. Yeah. We'll get there we'll get there for our next segment. We will get there. But um So we got Walter versus Pete Dunn. This was I love the fact how like usually when like Big Show's gonna chop, chop somebody, he says, Shh Walter doesn't have to. The crowd shushes themselves. Yeah. Which is awesome. Walter is the most basic wrestler on the planet. Walter is a 1970s foreign heel in 2019. Yeah, and he works. He had yeah, everybody. In the, he had everybody in that fucking arena eating out of his hands. But the thing is, he didn't until the last like four yeah. minutes. It took forever for him to win them over. But he was he was determined to win them over, and he did. He was trying. He, was he did. Yeah. Sla- he, I should not hear wrestling moves from the upper deck. Yeah. But I did. Um, so the basic story of this match was Walter beat the shit out of Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne would make a little mini comeback, then Walter would go right back to beating the shit out of Pete Dunne. Uh, Pete Dunne eventually broke every finger he had four times. He did hit him with a bitter end, but Walter kicked out. Um, then Walter hit this fucking giant splash, which was a sight to behold. Yeah. One, two, three. New United Kingdom champion. And he'll Walter. be the champion for a very long time. Um, so I know He might what, break Pete Dunne's record. I know one of the things you're looking forward to is uh, singing Walter's theme, but it seemed like the entire arena wasn't into it. So well, no, it wasn't. I was very upset. Yeah. So did that ruin your experience of Walter? No, I've been Walter's a bucket list item. Yeah, Walter's Walter's cool to see. But um, moving on. Speaking of bucket list items, they showed Kushida in the crowd. Uh, one of the worst kept secrets was that Kushida was coming to NXT, and then they finally showed him in the crowd. They showed him signing his contracts, and Kushida's here. Good. I feel like I feel like he can do a lot here. Kushida will make you rock. Kushida will make you a rock. Up next, the women. Oh, Kushida got an excellent reaction. He did. The people certainly knew who he was. Yes. Um, I don't let you take the women because I was in the bathroom doing a number two when this was happening. I don't think the people needed to know that. I didn't say they needed to. I wanted them to. Uh-huh. We get intimate here in Champions of Marriage. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Io Shirai versus Kyrie Sane versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, it was a good match, but not a whole lot happened. Io and Kyrie were working as a team early. 
Um, Bianca had a double KOD on both of yeah, them. Yeah, that was wild. There's a spot where uh, Bianca blew a kiss. Kyrie caught it, balled it up like a baseball, threw it at EO, hit a home run with it, and she did the like the little, huh, how far is that ball going? And then that, whole, that whole gimmick. EO and Kyrie both got near falls on each other. Well, not on each other. They got near falls that each other broke up. And then they started, like, having a little altercation. That's when Bianca came in, hit the double KOD. But that was her biggest mistake because it left her alone with Shayna. Shayna came up from behind, choked her out with the Karafudo Clutch. And this time, unlike TakeOver Phoenix, where Bianca passed out, Bianca actually tapped out. And in a shock, the only the only match I got wrong of the evening, Shayna Baszler retained the NXT Women's Championship. And, yeah, the, she's still a champ. I got four matches wrong. He did, because you're... A no, three matches wrong. Yeah, yeah, three matches wrong. You got Walter right. Yeah, I think everybody in the world knew Walter was winning that title. Um, but, yeah, that was the Women's Championship match. And then I'm going to let you take the main event, because at first you're like, oh, I have a lot to say about this. I do, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to go. I'm, and then... That you, match... Then you're like, oh, it's the second best match it's all weekend. <laughs> and now I, I, I'm down on it again. I I'm up and down in this match. I, I mean, it was good. The two guys involved are incredible. Adam Cole is the most over hey, person in the world when he's in Brooklyn. Yeah, if there are fifteen thousand people in that arena, the majority of them wanted Adam Cole to win. Yeah, and but it was the point where Johnny was getting booed, and Johnny very rarely gets booed. Like it was, they did the duel. I'll just say this: this match was good, but it was ridiculous overkill. They did the dueling chant gimmick where they go, Adam Cole, Johnny Wrestling. But the Adam Cole fans were booing the fans saying Johnny Wrestling. It was, yeah, yeah, it was quite it was a sight thing. to behold. It was quite the thing. It was big in our section. People were going nuts. Yes. But uh, this was, I just thought it was a ridiculous overkill. I mean, Johnny took every single move Adam Cole has, including run-ins by three other people. So let's kind of break it down real quick. Adam Cole get the first fall at the last shot. Probably about, I'd say like eight, eight, minutes. eight minutes in. Yeah, around there. Probably about six or seven minutes after that, Johnny got the second fall with the uh, Gargano escape. And then the third falls were all hell broke loose. It was every PWG match you've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, Johnny hit the Herds Donut. Yep. Uh... Adam Cole hit everything. Hit the fucking Panama Sunrise. Hit the Panama Sunrise. Hit the Florida Key. Hit the Florida Key. Hit two last shots, I believe. Yeah. There was a run in, and Johnny took everybody out. He first, first, <coughs> uh, first, uh, Fish and O'Reilly, Red Dragon, hit the fucking uh, hit high the, low. Hit the high low. Uh, Gargano kicked out of that. Or as another team calls it, the Fall of Man. I think Kaden Murdoch is called the Sweet and Sour too. That's awesome. Which was a great name for a move. Um, then, then Johnny said Johnny went Johnny went and Cole went for one more last shot Gargano hit the duck under uh, put him in the Gargano escape and Cole tapped pretty quickly probably yeah, a little too quickly too quickly that's that was the thing I just people are saying this is the best match I've ever seen this was not even the best Johnny Gargano main event at a takeover I've seen in the Northeast see as of right now I, I am of that same opinion but I need to watch it back on TV because maybe I'll have a different opinion I haven't watched this back yet maybe well, I'll have a Maybe the commentary was so great that it made it incredible. I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I, I, did, I thought, thought it was very good. Just thought it was a tad overkill. Um, if you gave Gargano and Almas five stars, this is definitely in the five-star range. Gargano and Almas might be a little better in some people's opinion, but I do think this is probably at least on par. I think I, I think uh, Gargano and Almas was the best Johnny match 
since he's running the company. I do agree it was a tad overkill. I, I, I agree, but I don't think it hurt the match. Um, there's no way Johnny could lose this match. He's just his character. If his character lost this match, he'd be dead. Yeah. I, well, you picked against him, so I don't know I what you're saying. I yeah. Just, I didn't think he'd be. I didn't, I didn't think he would win. So what would what would happen if you lost? How he, what would you do with him? Do you chase again? Grind to send chase him up. again. He's been chasing for three years. I send him up. I send him up. And do what? Two or five live. Come on now. You love two or five live just as much as I do. I do, but nobody's watching that show, and Johnny Gargano going that show isn't going to change it. That's true. That's true. I guess. So you could not. But that was NXT TakeOver. Probably the best one ever. I agree. It's better than New Orleans. Uh, Bullets Brooklyn won out of the water. I don't know. That's probably not even my number two. That's not even my number three behind this and Nola. Uh, yeah. But teach their own. Everyone has an opinion. Some of people's opinions are just wrong. But, um, yeah, this was a tiring night. I thought this was better than Nola. But, yeah, we had a great time. We did. It was a fucking and, awesome time. And we went and we're like, hey, we've got a long day tomorrow. We planned to go out every night, and we didn't go out no, once. we're old. We are old. At least last year I went out a couple times. But we, we still got our drinkings in. Oh, yeah. We've got our plenty of drinking in. But, yeah, that was our, that was our Friday night. It was a fun Friday night. Um, so, Saturday? So, Saturday, yeah. Saturday will be coming up momentarily. So, yeah, Saturday. Saturday was a lay-low day for the most part. Yeah, because we knew the week, big weekend was coming up now. Yeah. Um, so, our boy Des arrived... Uh, to partake in the rest of the weekend activities with us. He showed up Saturday afternoon. We chilled for a little bit, let him get all the shit in the hotel room. And then we headed out to one of our favorite spots to eat in Brooklyn, the counter. It's not in Brooklyn. It's not in Brooklyn. It's in Manhattan. Uh, we first discovered it when we came for SummerSlam, which was in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, but it is in Times Square, which... Last time I checked was not in Brooklyn, so I guess you're right. Um, so we went to eat at the counter. I had a pineapple mule. It was delicious. I also had a pineapple mule. Yeah, because that's what you do. You fucking ride my coattails. I do, but uh, that sounded delicious. It was pretty good. You probably made the right choice. Yeah. Um, uh, if you're unfamiliar with the counter, I think it's it's like a mini chain. There's like five or six locations in the country. It's not, yeah. like, it's not like a mega chain. But, dude, it's fucking unreal. They just, it is. It's fantastic. They give you this card, and you just make your burger from scratch. And it's great. And I had secret menu fries, and they were delicious. Yeah, they were. I guess they were a secret menu, weren't they? They weren't on the menu. I go, sir, excuse me, what did this man have over here? <laughs> like, the most unsubtly as possible. Like, the dude's right here is just fucking pointing at it. No, everyone teaches not polite to point. But I'm not polite. That's got to be Sting. He, he points. <laughs> he does. If anything, if anything Sting does, it's point. But, uh, so yeah, I had a delicious burger. It was very expensive, but good. Worth every penny. And then we waddled our fat asses over Speak to... For yourself. To Madison Square Garden. Yes, the garden that is square in Madison. Um, so, getting into Madison Square Garden is a gigantic pain in the ass. Yeah. There is one door, and it's about six wide, and it's like a fight. There's no organization... And the funny thing is, I'm running around the five-story Kmart, which should not exist in 2019, looking for a place to go to the bathroom, and I come out, and you and Des are talking to the fucking, like, 
official. Oh, he said the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> he did. He did. He told me this line. I started dying. He goes, so is this like WWF or like sumo? <laughs> you should have told him sumo. Was... And I laughed for about 15 minutes. <laughs> but yeah, so they had nine people, nine, they had nine doors open to get into the stairs. But I had, to a, point, feed in the one door. I had a point of telling you, of telling the story of you meeting this man. Oh. Because he told us to go in the side entrance because it would be less packed. We went to the side entrance, and it, we had a fight for our lives. So I don't know what the main entrance looked like. It was. I, like. I super kicked a poor woman. I don't know what the main entrance looked like, but I assume that might have been World War III. Uh, but eventually we got to our seats. It wasn't. We're making it sound like more of a hassle than it actually was. It really wasn't that bad. It was by far the least hassle of the weekend. That's, that's true. It was just very disorganized. So can I have a confession to make? Sure. I was very impressed with Madison Square Garden. I mean, they just did a billion dollars in renovations. I was expecting a shitty arena. With a lot of character, and it was a beautiful arena. Well, I'll tell you what, if you'd have went about three years ago, that's exactly what you have gotten. But they just did a billion dollars in renovations and built a fucking bridge around the arena, so. We had excellent seats. They were good, I'll give you credit for that. You you purchased those, I handled the rest. And, um, it's, I was very excited because this is my first New Japan Ring of Honor show. Yeah. And Me too, I'd seen a lot of the guys from those companies at WrestleCon last year. But this is and Rev Pro, but this is my first official New Japan show as well, and yeah, it was exciting. It was like Des's third wrestling show ever. Yeah. So a woman's match kicked off the show. It was. I honestly I don't, don't really remember, remember any so of we'll the six women we'll, in there. We'll move. We'll move on to the next one, which was the New Japan Rumble, but it was called the Honor Rumble because it was a Ring of Honor show. And it started off Kenny with Kenny King, King and Minoru Suzuki, which was awesome. And first off, I know this isn't my fault at all. But I want to apologize to anyone who was watching the stream because you did not get Kaz, I need Ray. I know a lot of people like who were watching it were very upset about that, but I will tell you in the building we got it. It was awesome. It was glorious. Um, so, hard, hard to go here because I really want to get to the end of this. All your usual people got in. Liger got the ovation of a lifetime. Toriano gave a spot to Cole Cabana. I'd say probably the three loudest ovations, not counting who you're going to talk about number 30, but... The three loudest ovations were probably Ishii at three, Suzuki at two, Liger at one. Ishii didn't come in at three, did he? I'm saying loudest ovations. Oh, yeah. Well, Suzuki came in at two. That's why I thought. Oh, okay. I guess, yeah. I that's why I thought you were going. So, yeah, this is your just basic rumble. So, it was a 30-man rumble that they got done in 42 minutes. Yeah, they were just, they were just fucking sending people out there. You get to the ring, and then the, next, the countdown already started for the next guy. Toriano gave us about the Cole Cabana. Yep. Which was cool. The Ring of Honor man. Yep, got to, got to shine at the garden. And then... Toriano probably doesn't know the garden is, so I guess it wasn't that big of a deal to him. And then... Yeah, I'll let you take this one, because you were way more excited about this than I was. And, and then... I was excited about it, but you were just over the moon about it. Number 30. Number 30 hit. The great fucking Muda. Kenji Muda. Oh my god, the place got so loud when they realized who it was. And... I'm a guilty pleasure fan of the Great Muda. That's not the correct phrase. I, that's what I'm using. They'll know what I mean. I love the fucking Great Muda. I've seen most of his famous matches. I'm just kind of a nerd for him. He's fantastic. Did he can barely his match walk. Lockdown 2014. I did not look it up. Uh, Sonata's also in that match. Oh, Jesus. very young Sonata, and in front of a TNA crowd of about 12 people. Well, that's sad. But let me look up that match. Keep talking. I love the Great Muda. He does not, he can't walk, but if anybody deserved to be a part of that show, it was him. He was probably Japan's biggest cross-team wrestling star of the 90s, 
Is that fair to say? Yeah. I mean, he had classics with Sting. He had classics with Liger. Listen to this. The Great Muda, Sonata, and Yasu defeated Christopher Daniels, Kazarian, and, Kip, and Chris Sabin in a steel cage match in 9 minutes and 25 seconds in the opener. Oh, well. Lockdown 2014. Look that fucking helmet came out, and I just went ballistic. I never, I haven't marked, that hard, marked out that hard in a while. So, now that that's over, we will get into the main card. You didn't even tell us who won. Oh, I didn't, did I? No. It appeared, it came down to Muda and Liger, which was awesome. There was dueling chance, and I think everybody wanted both of them to win. So, Muda eliminated Liger. I believe. No, Liger. Liger. Liger, was, Liger eliminated Muda. Liger eliminated Muda. And then Kenny King, who was never eliminated, snuck his little ass in there. And he eliminated him, and Kenny King won. Then Liger and Muda beat him up. Uh, he got hit with the mist, and then Liger and Muda celebrated together. To an amazing ovation. So then the main card opened with winner take all, title for title. Uh, Jeff Cobb who we will be talking about at the end of the show because we have an announcement to make um, against Will Ospreay. Never Openweight Championship versus Ring of Honor Television Championship. Um, this was, this match was very good. I thought yeah. it was good. Yeah, it was good. I mean, there's not really much we can say about the matches because you know they were good. Um, the way Jeff Cobb moves for a guy his size is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Osprey is just absurd to watch. Osprey got Cobb up for the Stormbreaker, which was incredible. Yeah, Cobb's a big guy. And then Cobb hit a tour of the islands off the top rope. And then yeah, another, that was wild. And then another tour of the islands for the win, and Jeff Cobb became the never open weight Ring of Honor Television Championship. Yeah, and you know what? Good for him. Osprey's probably gonna chase the WGP belt now. I don't know. Probably not why Okada has it. I think no. I think Naito is coming for that belt. That's some good storytelling, huh? And but yeah, I mean Osprey's definitely a full out heavyweight now, that's for sure. Um Yeah, that was a good match. Oh yeah, it was great. What was next? Uh Dalton Castle taking on Roosh. Um Fuck this match. Why? I thought it was I thought it was great. I listen. No, it was good. It shit. told the story. It got Roosh it got the new signing Roosh over. I don't know what else you want. Well, this show was already entirely too long. You really wanted them to go like twelve minutes. No, yeah, this show was very long. Well, no, well, Roosh squashed. Uh, yeah, Dalton Castle came out in the yeah, grand entrance. He had multiple boys. He did. He had multiple boys. And uh, he had pyro. He had an elegant. Like, I don't really know. It's not really a robe. It's like a jumpsuit. And then Roosh came out, hit him with a couple shotgun drop kicks, and then beat him. And then Dalton turned on the boys. It appears they're going in a completely different direction with Dalton Castle. Actually kind of curious to see where that goes. And I thought it was great. I thought it was what it needed to be. No, no, it was good. In and out real quick. What was next on the card? Women of Honor title match. Kelly Klein versus Mayu Iwatani. Um, not going to lie, I wasn't really into this one. No. Uh... Kelly Klein won in 10 minutes. Probably went a little too long. Then the beautiful people came out. Uh, they formed a new group called Allure. And it's just, I don't know. This one this one didn't do anything yeah, for me. Yeah, it did not do anything for me either. 
Ring of Honor started a women's division just because it seems if you're an American wrestling company in 2019, you have to have a women's division just because of what other companies like Shimmer and Stardom and even WWE are doing with their women. It's just kind of it's kind of the facts. Like you need a women's division, but they've had trouble getting theirs off the ground. Iwatani's very good, but yeah, she, she is, but she's in the wrong place. She hasn't had a ton to work with. Um, it's just, I don't know. It's they they really need to. I don't know what they need to do. It just seems like all the good women out there are either going to AEW or WWE or even yeah. Impact. Like, and I don't know. They're in trouble. I think. I don't know if they ever had a chance to get Tessa Blanchard, but if they could have got Tessa Blanchard or someone like that, it would have helped them out immensely. But yeah, I was not very interested in this. I think we're wasting our breath talking about it. Neither were you. But I feel bad because I guess Iwatani's talented, and Kelly Klein, T- Kelly Klein's a decent worker too. But it's just they don't click together for whatever reason. So. No, it, it just it just never got off the hook. Never got off. Never got off. So the, speaking uh, of things that went too long, a New York City street fight. Oh, could we just not talk about this? I think we gotta at least mention it. Bully Ray had an open challenge. First issue, Juice Robinson laid out backstage. So I was like, oh, who's gonna accept the open challenge now? It was Flip Gordon. Then about a minute into the match, Silas Young and Shane Taylor came out, attacked Flip Gordon. Then Juice Robinson and Mark Haskins came out, so apparently Juice Robinson kind of been hurt that bad. Turned into a six-man tag. The only notable thing about this match is the kendo shit kendo stick shots. That uh, Flip Gordon took. His back was fucking shredded. Oh, a kind of dreamer. Um, yeah, eventually after a match that went entirely too long, Flip Gordon and Lifeblood got the victory. And we'll just leave it at that. It went 15 minutes. Probably went about, about nine minutes six or seven long. minutes too long. Yeah, probably, it could have been at least five minutes, but 15 was just too long. So up next, three-way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, and this did not go too long. No, it didn't. Uh, Taiji Ishimori defending against, who is a lot shorter than I thought he would be, um, defending against Dragon Lee and Bandito, Insanity, uh, trying to break his down move for move would be impossible. Dragon Lee eventually got the win. Didn't somebody hit a hurricane run at the outside? Yeah, I think it was Dragon Lee. We were so. Um, but Dragon Lee got the win. This went just under nine minutes. I wish this match would have went 15 minutes, but if they would have went 15 at this pace, they probably would have killed themselves. Yeah, they were. this match was moving. This match was probably the second best under 10-minute match I've ever seen in my life, besides Eddie and Ray from Halloween Havoc. Um, Brock, Brock and Goldberg from WrestleMania. That was good, but it was good for different reasons. That's true. This was like, this was a legitimate great match in under 10 minutes. Like, Brock and Goldberg was fun and it told a good story, but like, you know, if I'm gonna be if I'm gonna be Dave Meltzer for a minute, which God forbid I hope I never become, I'd probably only give the Brock and Goldberg like two and a half stars. I'd give this like four. I think got four. So I this match was just very fucking. It was it was they had three incredible people involved. It did, it did. It had three of the best guys in the world in that division. Bandito's abs- absurd, as I said. He took some crazy bumps. Yeah. But, and then Dragon Lee won. Yep. I thought for sure Hiromu was, was going to come out, but he didn't, so I guess he's not ready yet. I know a lot of people are saying summer he'll be ready, um, but it appears Dragon Lee was given this title, so Hiromu could come back and take it from him, which is a great story. Yeah, absolutely. So up next, winner takes all fatal four-way match for both the Ring of Honor World titles and the IWGP Tag Team titles. Gorillas of Destiny taking on Villain Enterprises, taking on Los Ingobernables de Japón, taking on the Briscoe Brothers. Uh... 
The star of this match was PCO. From his entrance, where he's like, a lot going on electrocuted back to life, to him taking a double power bomb over the top rope. Yeah, that was floor. disgusting. Um, but that the story of this match is not the match. The story of this match is after the match. Uh, the girls of Destiny would win, and they became, uh, they got both sets of tag titles. Then all of a sudden, Enzo and fucking Cass. There was a scrum. Enzo and Cass. Uh, Start, invaded. Start, yeah, well, it was a work, so I don't want really to say invaded, but Enzo and Cass started getting in a brawl with the Briscoes and Bully Ray, and then no one really knew what was going on. They were throwing hard shots at each other, but I guess it was to make the angle believable, and it certainly did, because a lot of people believed it. Fuck you, Enzo Chance. Um, we got helped out with timing, too. Yeah, because prior to this, you shouldn't mention Bret Hart was attacked at the Hall of Fame ceremony. The dude that attacked him was an amateur MMA fighter that got retired by Dash Wilder. Yeah, it's it's, it's over now. Yeah, and uh, shout out to Dave Boy Smith Jr., Travis Brown, Braun Strowman, Shane, uh, Shane, and the New Day for getting Dolly out of there. New Day. This was just that was the wild situation. Yeah, that was was scary. Like, I mean, Brett screwed Brett, but don't need to tackle Brett. No, that's is uncalled for. Um, It's sad that there are people out there like that. Um, But anyway. Yeah, I guess the telltale sign this is a work was security was not doing a damn thing. They were literally just standing there. Um, But it was confusing, and it took a lot of tension away from the next match. Yeah, I I was just so flustered. I didn't know what was going on in the next match. Which was Zack Sabre Jr. taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, Best part about this is Taco is here to introduce Zack Sabre. Zack Sabre time. Zack Sabre doing Zack Sabre things during this match. Yeah, Tanahashi is always great seeing Tanahashi. He's probably the most legendary Japanese wrestler of the 21st century. Yeah, fair to say. Uh, yeah, Zack Sabre got the win with one of his wacky submissions. 15 minutes. Like I said, we weren't really focused during this match. We were trying to still wrap our heads around the Enzo Cast deal. There was a lot of Twitter searching going on to try to get better angles of it. It was, which was a shame because it took away from a great match. Yeah. I mean, which I guess was the point, right? Well, I don't think they wanted to take eyes away from their own match. No, I don't think so either. But Enzo and Cass did. No, but, they didn't because they're they're working for the people. They're working for Ring of Honor. Oh hush! All right, so the next match is some people's You're match such of the a weekend. Mark. Oh yes, I know. Uh, Kota Ibushi taking on Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. These guys tried to kill each other, but thankfully they failed. Yeah, uh, Bushi loves getting dropped on his head. He, it's his favorite pastime. Right after shooting himself at fireworks. Yeah, There's Jesus. two things he loves to do. Um, Crazy match. Uh, Naito hit a Destino for a near fall. Abushi hit a crazy big last ride powerbomb. Finally hit the Kamigoye AA in just over 20 minutes to get the victory. And Kota Bushi, the new IWGP Intercontinental Champion... This match was incredible. Yes, this match exactly was exactly what I ex- watch it. It's exactly what I expected. You know they're more. so good when you, they're giving you the match exactly like almost move for move you expect, and you're it's still, still great. love it. Yeah, it's great because um, those guys have a very specific style, and they use that to their perfection in this match. Absolutely, um, yeah, I could go on for days about this match, but just watch it. It was great. Up next, three way ladder match for the Ring of Honor World Title. Jay Lethal defends against Marty Skrull and Matt Taven. Uh, this match was great. At one point, there was like 
ladders that are crossing each other that made an X. And then Jay that... Lethal dumped it out of the ring and it ricocheted off the mat and hit a fan. Uh, everyone chanted, "That's a lawsuit," which is a new one. <laughs> um, I mean, you usually don't have people just getting smoked with ladders. No. Uh, Marty feigned a knee injury for a long time. Uh, and then Matthew Baron Corbin Taven won. Don't think that's his middle name. It's, I know it's his middle name. He told me. <laughs> it's, it's, but what do you think of Matt Taven as champ? I like it. Uh, he's the first guy in the history of the kingdom. Well, well, Adam Cole is running honor world champion, but not while he's in the kingdom. But So it's nice to see him get the world title. I think the kingdom's a fun little stable. I believe they are too. In this new era of Ring of Honor, he's going to be a lot more the focus with the elite gone. And he should be because I think he's very good and he's important. Keep talking in that tone of voice. I don't know why. Keep enunciating the last word of every sentence. All right. I don't know. Fuck off. But, but uh, uh, I think he's... strange. You got to stop doing this. Dude, happen- this week. is happening too much. Every week. But uh, we were, what did we say last week? We were just legitimately in sync. Oh, it was just a bunch of nonsense. And it was like, it, like it was something, like, it wasn't even normal conversation no, either. No, just... We just said the exact same thing at the exact same time. But that's what you get when you're fucking tag team champs. But, uh, Matt Taven, I think, you're right, the focus will be around him some more. Which is good, because the kingdom, like you said, you enjoy the kingdom, I enjoy the kingdom. And they got something nice there. I mean, he, it's not like he's at his peak yet either. So, like, he has some more to grow with that title, which is good for everybody involved. And he was trained by Spike Dudley, and I love Spike Dudley, so. <laughs> that's, that's the weird person for the, be training people. It's in his Twitter bio, bio. It's like professional wrestler trained by Spike Dudley. I mean, I love Spike Dudley as well. No one gets his ass kicked or ass kicked like, quite like Spike Dudley. LSD, little Spike Dudley. Uh, finally, the main event, Kazuchi Okada versus Jay White. Excellent. Uh, 32 minutes, 33 seconds, longest match in the show. Um, Jay White is fantastic, but Okada made this match great. Uh... The dude is so good. He's just one of those guys, like, you see him on TV all the time, and you're like, yeah, Okada's good. Then you see him in person, it's like, holy shit, this is the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, he is the best wrestler on the planet. Uh, Smash had every Okada spot you expect. Multiple Rainmakers, Tombstones, uh, his signature drop kick, which I still don't know how he gets that high. No, he jumps through the fucking roof. Um, and don't take away from Jay White either. No, Jay White's great. Gato put an excellent heel roll in Gato, this. Gato put an excellent heel roll. Um... But ultimately, I think everyone knew that they were going to give Okada the title in the Garden. It's their biggest star in the world's most famous arena. And uh, Kazushika Okada finally hit a uh, third Rainmaker. And he became the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. He's the 69th IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And his fifth reign. There you go. That was the Garden. What were your overall thoughts? Oh, goddamn. You know what we got to mention? That stupid ass going to the Garden song. Oh, yeah, fuck that shit. I love me some hip-hop. And you know what? Maybe if I heard the song, like, just once, it would have been like, okay, that's a cool song. But they played it, like, in between every match. And before the pre-show was over, I was even sick of it. Oh, yeah, it was it was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. But I was very impressed with the garden. I was very impressed with the show. I hope they do it again around around that time, around WrestleMania time. See, I don't know. I don't know. New York was a unique situation. Because there were so many big arenas in New York. It's like WrestleMania's in Tampa next year. WWE is going to have the Lightning's Arena on lock. So if New Japan wants to do another big show, I don't know what arena, there's really no other place to do it at. You know what I mean? That's true. New York was just like a once in a blue moon situation where 
There's a big arena in Brooklyn. There's a big arena in Manhattan. The stadium's in New Jersey. Yeah. It's, There's it's, just so it's, much it's the biggest, space. It's the biggest city in the country. So yeah. It's, it's, it's for a reason. It's huge. Only other city I think of like that is LA because you got Staples and you got the Forum. So. Yeah, and they're both pretty big. Yeah. They're both. Yeah, Staples yeah, is like 20 plus thousand. Staples is like 18 Lakers, plus thousand. But, he, uh, yes. Well, anyway, this match was great. The show was great. I'm. I would do another New Japan show. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Ring of, of Honor. Ring of Honor needs to step up their game a little bit. Uh, they only had one good match in the show, and it was a championship match, just for the talent of the people involved. Uh, Jay Lethal, Marty, and uh, Taylor. Well, Jeff Cobb's a Norwegian guy, so he has to have a little bit of the credit for the for the Osprey match. Oh yes. And of course, PCO. There are there half the tag title matches are Norwegian guys. The Briscoes. Yeah. PCO. PCO is fucking insane. But all the New Japan stuff on the show is great. But I was very happy with the garden. I would I would love to see some more shit there, and maybe a, we'll, to, we'll go to Rock SmackDown when it's there. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it. We got time. Uh, so that was Saturday. That was uh, the garden, and now we have the long day coming up. The longest day ever. Right after this. Oh, you're trying to do a thing there. You could have just told me. I thought you were just clapping to be an asshole, so I was waiting to start the segment. Well, I was, and then I decided to do a thing. Well, there you go, pal. Uh, so Sunday rolled around. The longest day of my fucking life. Got around, got up out of bed real early, about 7.38. Showered, got ready. Got got the bus to New Jersey and hit to the hit the Bullet Club block party, where I think you had an erection from the Jimmy Seafood. So oh, my God. I would fuck wanna... those crab cakes silly. Oh, my God. That's... <laughs> That's inappropriate. I don't care. Uh, Jamie's Famous Seafood, I had it for the first time, and finally, and it did not disappoint. You loved it so much that you bought a Jimmy's Seafood Bullet Club shirt. I did. Which you don't even have right now. No, I don't. I gotta pick it up from Ron from Turnbuckle Topics. Alright, so, we went we to the Bullet Club block party. Uh, excellent food. I, will, I won't go as far as he will with the Jimmy's Seafood, but I'll put it over big. It was, crab cakes were really the best crab cakes I've ever had. Like, I've seen all the all the wrestlers and, like, other athletes say that Jimmy's is good. But I'm like, you know what? You know. They're saying that because I give them free crab cakes all the time. If someone gave me free ca- crab cakes all the time, I'd say they were incredible, too. But they really were the best crab cakes I've ever had. Pasta was good. The ribs were unreal. The wings were good. Crab dip was good. Everything was good. This was just an all-in-all great time. Yeah. Uh, open bar was incredible. They didn't, they didn't use cheap liquor. It was, really was premium. You wanted a Jack and Coke, you got a Jack and Coke. You didn't get, like, Seagram's whiskey. Yeah. You got Jack Daniels. Uh, I think they had, I think they had, uh, uh, what gin did they have? They had decent gin. So I was bombing gin and tonics. Yeah, I was drinking, I was drinking Jack and Gingers. Then I went to uh, vodka and cranberries, and they were, they were good, too. We have UTI. I'm like, I don't know, I was trying to mix it up a little bit, you know? I'm fucking with you, I had a few too as well. Yeah, I was going to say, you had the same thing I did. But, so this was this was awesome, you kind of, you kind of co-mingled a little bit. Yeah. There was a guy just like Macho Man Randy Savage, and a guy that looks exactly like Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, Shinsuke was in the building, Kinshasa and Jenga sets. Oh my god, that was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. That was hysterical. He, he weirdly actually looked like Shinsuke. He did, he looked, he looked very much like Shinsuke. And then the giant Jenga sets, he was running around and Kinshasa them. He was. Uh, but let's get to it. Uh, we met the president New of New Japan. Japan. president was just around taking pictures of everyone. Real nice guy. Um, and then we got the story of a lifetime. And then the Bullet Club came out, gave their speech. 
and we were standing right next to the president of New Japan's uh, assistant. I don't know if he's like assistant or American liaison. Yeah, but that's that's who or, we don't understand assistant. He was well. I'm just you know. Yeah. If if he was a, more important than an assistant, I don't want to disrespect yeah. his title. This it, this this man appeared to be his assistant. He was some he was some kind of American liaison, uh, but he was basically telling us that Jay White demanded to have the IWGP Championship fixed because if you looked at the IWGP title for the past couple of years, side plate was hanging off. It was like. All battle scarred and it was it wasn't, He's it, battle scarred. It didn't, it didn't look like a pristine belt, and like that was part of the character of it. It's part of the charm of it, because like, you know, it's the IWGP Championship. It's the, probably. I know you might get mad at this being the WWE mark you are, but it's probably the most prestigious title in wrestling, just because the way it's booked. Yeah. And, uh, no, I don't. I have no arguments with that. Um, like you know, part of the charm is that it doesn't look pristine and that it's kind of beat up. It's like it's like when the winged eagle and one of the little like one of the little wings like broke off. It like yeah. gave a character. Yes. But I uh, I guess Jay White demanded he had it fixed, and when he came out at the garden, he was actually wearing the prototype, which was a hundred percent real gold with a hundred percent real gems because they're still getting the official version jeweled, and that's just kind of crazy to think that Jay White demanded to have the world title fixed. Him of all people. Yeah. He said this this man said he bitched so much until he got what he wanted. Yeah, he just kept complaining. And now he's even fucking having it anymore. He kept complaining until he finally got them to fix the title and now he's not even the champion anymore. So I guess Okada is going to reap the benefits from the brand new the brand new newly restoned New Japan IWGP heavyweight championship of the world. So that was a cool scoop. Yeah, we we, we, we just found that pretty insane. It was. I like I can you imagine? Can you imagine Kofi Kingston going up to Vince McMahon if like the WWE title had like a missing diamond? Be like, put this fucking diamond back. Yeah, right. Like that's just insane. Pal, go pick it yourself. That's just insane. Oh wow, yikes. Ooh, yeah, yikes. Not what I meant. That's, but... that's just insane. Though, like, you know, maybe. But like another thing is like kayfabe is like really big in Japan. So maybe Jay White being a dick was like in. K- you know what I Possibly. mean? Possibly. I don't know. It's just just an interesting story we got. Possibly. And then the Bullet Club came out and mingled with everybody. Fale was charging. Tamatanga was they got a big, nice big promo thanking everybody for coming. Yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a real nice thing. And then Fale was charging people for, for chopping them. And like before you come out and like make it sound like what an asshole charging people to chop him. It wasn't his intention. He just came out to say what's up to everybody and have a good time. And then, then people started. But then one man him. came up to him and was like, "How much? How much for you to chop my friend?" And Fale's like, "I guess I'll do it for twenty bucks." And he chopped the first guy. And then the next thing you know, he had a line of people like waiting to pay him to chop him, and it was it was awesome just watching these people get fucking murdered. He was he wasn't holding back either. Yeah, he was chopping women. I'm sure if a child came up to him and paid him, he probably would have chopped a child. We were in his we were in his Instagram video. We were. I didn't even notice myself until like the fourth until you mentioned it. Yeah, you're 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 literally now, all over. Now it. I see, yeah, I know. I watched it now and I saw it. You're in three of them. But you're you're front and center there, pal. Yeah, I am. And you're fucking Andre with a crown shirt and your jacket. Do you know how many compliments I got on that shirt? You did. It was a nice shirt. I know you're very angry when you saw it in the WrestleMania store. Oh, I was pissed. You're very angry. But you know one you know one wasn't there? What was one? Macho Taxi. No, Macho Taxi wasn't there. Oh here's wait, we have the video of him shopping Shinsuke. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, too bad this isn't a video show and nobody can see it, so. Right. He's literally laughing his ass off. Oh, Jesus. He didn't chop the shit out of that man. But here, look, there's me. No one can see this. Stop saying here. No, look, there's me. I'm talking to you. I, I, I'm There's you. There's me. And then. And then. 
And here's you. Oh. And then you're in this one too somewhere. There's you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's it. Alright, you got back on track now? No. But, uh, and then, this was not even my favorite part. We played Cornhole. Yeah, we did. We were, there's Cornhole going on. With the Sniper of the Skies. Yeah, Rob Eagles came up and said, who wants that work in Cornhole? And then it was me and Rob Eagles taking on my buddy Des and Mike. As, that's what we thought. Well, no, that, Eagles, that's what it was. He didn't know the rules. And he Robbie thought, Eagles does not know how to play cornhole. He thought he was on Dess's team, and he's like, you better not You better not lose. Dess like, I'm not on your team, <laughs> which I'm sure had to be a very awkward conversation. But, dude, real nice guy. Um, oh, yeah, he was cool. Like, we talked to him about we talked to him about seeing him Thursday. Yeah, he was, was real cool. Was. Same thing with DJ Z. He was a DJ there. And, uh, DJ Z, a, Z, a DJ? I never would have guessed it. Yeah, and it's just like Duke Trump's Rose. He's a garbage man. <laughs> not like Paul that Bear, at all. Paul Bear is on the funeral home. Oh my god! But uh, that's not even the best cornhole story we have. Ah, we're just we're, we're just sitting there, the a foot behind Haku, watching him play cornhole, smoking Cock- a fucking giant cigar and drinking whiskey. Yeah, he was drunk as shit. It was excellent. He hit a three pointer and goes, "Iron Sheik, motherfucker!" And he just—he <laughs> was—he was just spouting out random '80s stuff. The legit, the legit toughest man ever lived. Yeah, it was. If they do another Bullet Club block party, I'd recommend you get to it. It was yeah. an incredible experience. They weren't lying when they said they'd be out mingling with people. And we didn't have VIP. We just had general admission and we got to do all Mont this. Funches was there. Gato was Mont just... Funches was there. Gato was just chilling around. Ishimori. I don't think Ishimori understood Cornhole either. He no. looked so long. Well, he was also like 5'1", so... Dude, I didn't think he was that short. We, we spotted Tiger Atori. Tiger Atori was... We didn't, Tiger Atori's like just behind us, just chilling with yeah. his fucking glass. And I think his wife was with him. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Fun times are had by all the Strongly suggested. Fun times are had by all the And then we continued party. our drinking. Yes, we... With, uh, with the Turnbuckle Topics brand. Got a text from Boss Man, sent it over to the hotel. So, you know, our belly is full of crab cakes and full of premium alcohol. So we Ubered over to his hotel room and uh, we drank some more. Uh, and both got wasted walking in the mania. Yeah, I told myself I wasn't going to do it this year and I did it. Um... I was supposed to be the veteran, the locker room leader, the only one of the group who had been to WrestleMania. I was supposed to be like, hey, guys, put the brakes on. We got an eight-hour show coming up. But, you know, I didn't. I love me a good time, and with my work schedule, I don't get to drink too much. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to drink. Uh, Gil gave us some, what was it, Pablo Picasso? What the fuck? No, Vincent Van Gogh. Vincent Van Gogh. Coffee Espresso. Vincent Van Gogh. Vodka. Coffee Espresso. It was, it was fucking interesting. terrible. I was so drunk by the point that I had it that I don't even know if it was good or bad. It was bad. It I just I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not sure if I loved it or hated it. Yeah, but yeah, it was interesting. Um, then we went over to the show. Went over to WrestleMania. We missed the first two matches because Ron swore they wouldn't start till five thirty. Yeah. By the time we got there, uh, the cruiserweight. We wouldn't have seen them anyway. The cruiserweight title was already done, and the uh, the women's battle royal was already done. We walked in halfway through Hawkins and Ryder versus the Revival, which on rewatching was a great match. Congratulations, Hawkins and Ryder. And here's where I'm going to cut my little promo. It's not a major promo, but listen, I didn't buy the cheap seats. I didn't buy the fucking $30 behind the stage cheap seats. No, you didn't. I spent 100 bucks a pop on these tickets, and I wish WWE would have... If they would have just told me there'd be a giant fucking column in my way, I would have been all right with it. <laughs> but I had no warning. I just walked in, there's a giant fucking column. We couldn't see shit. No. It got better later in the night because we moved up a couple rows. Yeah. But at first, it was a struggle. and But I could see three quarters of the ring. Just that one corner was blocked. 
And that one corner is like all the fucking action was happening. Yeah, it was the like, hard camera would what be. What are the fucking odds? Yeah, so... But I wish they would have just put like column obstruction or just something. Yeah, it's just... Just warn me before you we fuck were me right, next... We were right in its fucking warpath. Just warn me before you fuck me next time. That's yeah. all I ask. Oh, I get it. It didn't ruin my experience. I, no, I, it didn't. I still had a fucking great time, but... That's my little promo on visibility. Um, so... Yeah, DeAndre Battle Royal happened next. A uh, bunch of geeks, Braun and the SNL guys. S- uh, Colin Jones came out in an Odell Brown jersey. Yeah, big Which geek. is excellent heel. Um, came down to the SNL guys and Braun. Uh, Braun eliminated both of them. Braun won the Battle Royal. It means nothing in the end. No. Uh, and then... WrestleMania kicks off. We get our Pyro, which is always nice to see Pyro. Very nice to see Pyro. Um... Alexa Bliss comes out and says she can make a WrestleMania moment at the snap of the finger. And we both knew exactly what was about oh, to happen. Oh, yeah. I think everyone on Earth knew this was about to go. Real American blares over the MetLife Stadium sound system, and out comes the Huckster. Great reaction. He did. They they were not... There was no trepidation in cheering the Hulkster. Nobody had any second thoughts. Um, I even cheered him. Kind of baffling, honestly, that that man could do everything he's done and still be so beloved. It's... Kind of. Well, people love Hulk Hogan. They don't know Terry Valia. Mm. I I get that excuse, but like, say Chris Benoit lived and somehow he, he escaped jail time, which would be like completely well, that was, different situation. It, it is, but it's not at the same time. Like they're both horrible people. Yeah. Well, this is not worth the, talking about it. So let's move on. What was the first match in the show? It was Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Yes. It uh, was. Brock jumped him for the bell, beat the shit out of him. Uh, bell finally rang. Seth hit him with a. Seth took him to Dick Kick City, hit him with three curb stomps. Two minutes and thirty seconds, and Seth Rollins is the new Universal Champion. Um, in hindsight, this is the right call going on first because they put this on right before the main event, or pretty much any time in the second half of the show, it would have died a death because the show was so long. So putting in the opener was the right spot. Uh, Surprised to beat Brock like that, especially with the news that he's sticking around a little longer. But they had to get that belt off him somehow. They so. did, but I'm surprised it was that dominant of a fashion. Crowd was very hot for Seth. I guess they kind of protected him because he got kicked in the dick before he got stomped. Yeah. So whatever. Seth is a champ. All is well in the world. Uh, moving on, Randy Orton and AJ Styles. They had a great match, but if you were in one unlucky section of the stadium, you didn't get to see shit because of bright gold light in your face. Um, thankfully that didn't affect us. That would have sucked if it did, along with all the other issues we were dealing with. But thankfully no glaring gold lights in our segment. Section. You know, we actually saw that match. We did, we saw. And well, upon rewatch, was very good. Yep. AJ Styles eventually got the win. Moving on, Fatal 4-Way SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Also a good match. Which, from what I heard, was the second best match on the show. Like I said, I haven't watched any of WrestleMania back yet, so I can only tell you from what I saw in person. And what I saw in person was Shinsuke Nakamura's jacket. What was up with that? <laughs> I don't know. You're okay. like a mental patient. So, Usos versus The Bar versus Nakamura and Rusev versus Ricochet and Black. I got to hear Aleister Black's wacky sound effects in person. They still suck. Um, they took they took away Ricochet's lasers. Why does company screw up everything from NXT? I don't know. And The Bar won a fun match. Cesaro hit the longest swing ever while Sheamus literally clubbered the hell out of everyone else. Then eventually the Usos hit a double splash on Sheamus. The Bar did not win this match. No, they didn't. Why did, did. <clears throat> Why did you say he did? They didn't. 
Oh, okay. I said the bar swung everyone around while Seamus oh. clubbered people. Okay. Sorry, this is else. The Usos, the Usos pinned Sheamus to the double splash. Right team won. Right, right team got pinned. Uh, the Usos go on to lose tag titles to the Hardys on SmackDown on Tuesday. But that's Appears on Raw more than likely now. That, yeah, they'll probably end up on Raw. That'd be my guess. Um, them feuding with the Revival will be awesome. Up next, Shane McMahon versus The Miz in the Falls Kennedy win a match. Um, a lot of horse shit, but it was fine. A lot of horse shit, including George Mazan getting in the ring and squaring up. It was awesome. Shane and Shane and Miz took a bump off a camera stand, which was a lot more impressive on TV, probably, because when you watch it in person, you see they're laying on a fucking gigantic crash pad. It was more impressive. You, you couldn't tell. Yeah, that's what I heard. I heard, I listened to Alvarez's and Meltzer's review, and I heard them say that on TV it looked very good because you couldn't see the crash pad. No, you see that like, they kind of went into something, but it didn't look But like in person, they were laying in a giant fucking crash yeah. pad. In a we were across the arena and we saw that. Yeah, we saw that perfectly. There were no pillars in the way of that. No. And uh, they landed in such a way that even though Miz is the one who hit the suplex, Shane McMahon got the pin. So hopefully that wasn't a finish to keep the feud going. I don't think it was. I pray to God it wasn't, but it kind of seems like it was. No. It was a fuck finish, it so was. we're probably getting another match, which sucks. And Hell in a Cell, probably. If they drag this all the way to September, I might quit watching wrestling. <laughs> so hopefully, no Hell in a Cell. Up next, Fatal 4-Way Tag Team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Boston Hug Connection defended against Nia Jackson, Tamina, Beth Phoenix, and Natalia, and the Iconics. My unpopular opinion... I don't like the Iconics. I, I love them. I try to like the Iconics so much, but they're just so sloppy in ring. And yeah, they'll get better. No, well, they, they've been in NXT for years. Mm. They've been in the main roster for a year now. I see why people like the Iconics. They're fucking hysterical. The video of them getting their side plates had me fucking rolling on the floor. But I just can't get behind them. I don't know what it is. But they won this match. Good for them, I guess. Um, I think this does hurt the credibility of the tag titles for Boston Hug to lose them so quickly, but... Whatever. It's cool. Iconics are the champs. Uh, we'll see if they defend against. Paige is teasing that a new team will come up to face them next week. I think it'll be the Sky Fighters. A lot of people think it'll be EO and Kyrie. I don't know. I, we'll see what happens. Who knows this company? I wouldn't get your hopes up. Up next, something that was fantastic. Daniel Bryan defends the WWE Championship against Kofi Kingston. Um, I haven't rewatched this match, but I can tell you it's the best match in the show. Um, no, I did it. This was excellent. Well, since you rewatched it, take the lead there. This match was great. Brian was absolutely phenomenal in what he did. Like the roles were so reversed, and they kind of really told that story. Yeah, about uh, him being uh, the B plus player and everything. Brian had everything. Brian had. Kofi had an answer for, and. Biggie, Biggie, and uh, Biggie uh, and Xavier going nuts on the outside helped. Rowan just standing there was hilarious, and uh, yeah, I mean he hit him with the trouble in paradise and he pinned him. That is what happened. This match was excellent. I've I've heard. I suggest you watch. Even Biggie and Xavier hitting the mid up 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 down down, on uh, on fucking. The Vintner. The fucking move that has two names depending on who does it. It was hilarious. I love it. And, I mean, the crowd was loud. It was loud in the building. It was very loud in the building. Kofi deserves it. I'm just... 
Byron, you, you didn't hear Saxon call yet, did you? I did not. I heard about it, but I did not hear it. Oh, Saxton, Brian, Byron Saxton. I'm calling Byron. Brian, let's call him Brian. Uh, Byron Saxton with the call of the century. Yeah. Eleven years. Well, no, he hit him. He hit him with trouble in paradise. All I hear Saxton go, cover him. And he call he counts with the uh, I believe Kyoto's referee in that match, and uh, eleven years, eleven long years of something, something, something. But it was just very good. And this match was probably the ultimate feel good moment of the night. We have we have a black WWE champion. We have a champion everybody deserves, or everybody loves. He's respected. Well, just, not everybody. He's he's I don't know, but he's respected just as much backstage as he is out and as fans, and that's hard to come by. He deserves every fucking minute of this reign, whether it be long or short. Good for him. Yeah, at the end of the day, he can say he's WWE champion. That's all that really matters. Who cares how long you hold a fake belt? It's just, yeah. you can say he did it. I, yeah, I expected him to lose it Tuesday, but he didn't. Um, It was probably the happiest I've ever been at a wrestling show, just, like, being lost in that moment. It's a moment that, like, I don't know, it, it felt organic, and you don't get too many of those. No, and, absolutely not. Yeah, it was. It just felt real. And Woods and E breaking down in the celebration was awesome. You can, show, you can see how much it really means to those guys, which is refreshing, especially in an industry where it seems everyone is only out for themselves. It's refreshing to see that three guys really care about each other the way they do, and I think that's why that they ultimately won't break up for at least a little while. I mean, it's wrestling. Every team breaks up. They're going to break up eventually. But yeah. It's just, I don't see them breaking up. I don't think them breaking up will be the reason Kofi loses the title. We'll see. That's a whole That's a whole other thing down the road. But, yeah, it was the ultimate feel-good moment, like you said. I, I'm so glad I got to be in the crowd for it. It was so awesome to see Kofi win the title. I was wearing my Kofi Mania shirt. I was so excited. And yeah, I can't still can't believe Kofi Kingston is WWE champion, but I'm very happy about it. Up next, uh United States title match Samojo beat Rey Mysterio in exactly a minute. They claim fifty five seconds on TV, but the official time is a minute. At least they're not lying too much about that one. No. It's obvious Ray's uh ankle is still hurt, that's why they did the match the way they did. Um I'm, I guess I'm glad they did it because Ray got that intricate gear made for Mania, and I guess he got to use it. Yeah, the gear was awesome. Uh, and uh, Joe, this is Joe's first Mania, so he finally got to perform on the big stage after being hurt the last couple of years. And, you know, it makes Joe look like even more of a monster, and Ray Mysterio is Ray Mysterio. I don't think there's any way you could really kill Ray Mysterio. He's fucking a legend, so I don't think he did any damage to Ray Mysterio and make Joe look like a killer, and it was fine. It was good. And this is where the crowd fell off a cliff. After that yeah. match, the twelfth match of the night, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, went ten minutes. You can tell by the pyro that Roman Reigns got; he is still the top guy in this company. No matter. Oh yeah, he got a lot. Who, he got a lot of pyro. No matter who gets, no matter who has what title, or no matter who does what, the amount of pyro that guy got fucking got was ridiculous. Um, he beat Drew, and honestly, what was a nothing match? It was just you know, match could have been good. It but felt it's like fine. it felt like the third match in a house show. Yeah, if it, it could have been something, but it's fine. And, yeah, went 10 minutes and 10 seconds. I'd say it was a Raw match, but if they had a match on Raw, it'd probably be better. So. Yeah. Up next, No Holds Barred match, Batista versus Triple H. Highlight of this was fucking Big Dave tripping, getting in the ring. This was awesome. I fucking love Big Dave, but I laughed my ass off when he tripped getting in the ring. Uh, you got to see your Batista pyros. I know you're happy about that. Um, I love how his entrance, he got out of the, he got out of the fucking... Uh, Escalade, 
took a few steps forward, turned around, walked back, and fucking slammed the door. That fucking made me laugh. The nose ring spot was awesome. They built up to that for months. They've Ever since Batista showed up looking like the biggest douche on earth with his blue nose ring. You, remember you said, did he have to wear the nose ring? And no, he did. did. I, yeah, I no, told no, you it from the beginning, he did. This match was actually pretty brutal. Hunter kicked the shit out of him. Yeah, it, it felt like a blood feud. Um, Hunter used a steel chain. He used the pliers to yank out the nose ring. There was a monkey wrench involved. There was a wrench. Rick Flair had a couple sledgehammers. So yeah, that was a nice little break. They retired. Batista said for like the past four years that all he wanted was one last WrestleMania match with Triple H. He got it, and now he, he can ride finally off. Put, he finally put H over. He could ride H off into the sunset. Times. He could ride off into the sunset, a happy man, and go focus on making billions of dollars making movies. So He's a good actor. He's a movie coming out with Camille Nanjiani. It looks pretty funny, actually. Yeah, Big Dave. Big Dave is a good guy. So Good for him. I'm happy for him. So what was next? Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle and Kurt Angle's for- farewell match went six minutes and five seconds. Um, Kurt was basically in control most of the match. Went for a moonsault, missed it. Corbin had the end of days. Corbin beat him. Uh, Kurt said thank you to everybody. Uh, he wanted to hear those two words that made him famous. Everyone chanted, "You suck." He rode off into the sunset and hell of a career by Mister Angle. Great entrance. He, uh, he went down on his back the right way and. I'm happy it ended like this. Intercontinental title match. Bobby Lashley with Leo Rush took on the Demon King Finn Balor. Went four minutes and five seconds. Um, this match was fucking odd because Finn Balor powerbombed Bobby Lashley. Yeah, I didn't even think that was possible for him. And then Balor had the coup de gras. One, two, three. Sh- second shortest match in the show besides Mysterio and Joe's one minute encounter. Uh, yeah, the Demon wasn't going to lose, especially not to Bobby and... Finn Balor is now a two-time Intercontinental Champion. Two-time! And hopefully this run goes better than the first. Main event start. Oh, before the main event, Alexa Bliss comes out to announce the disputed attendance of 82,265. Probably is exaggerated, but wasn't exaggerated by that much. I'd say there was at least 75,000 in the building. Um, so, But they, they always tend to add five or 10,000, and that's all right. And so they do. Not, everyone makes a big deal out of it and tries to defend the attendance or argue about the attendance. Who cares? It, it was sold out legitimately. There were a lot of people in there. Whether it was 75,000 or 82,000, who cares? It was still a success. Oh, yes. The main event, triple threat match for both the Raw Women's and SmackDown Women's title. Becky Lynch taking on Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair. Uh, Becky won. Charlotte had to deal with the Japanese table. Uh, Becky won on what was a kind of botched finish. Uh, Ronda's shoulder wasn't down. Ref countered anyway, he got fined. Whole kind of shitty situation, but everyone got their three feel-good moments. Pyro went off as Becky's all fucking walking around with their two belts. MetLife Stadium is about to burn to the ground with all the pyro going off, and it was a happy WrestleMania for all. We didn't get too much into detail into the matches because it's WrestleMania. You, If you're a WWE fan, or even a wrestling fan in general, you probably watched it, so there's no need for us to fucking give our move-by-move reviews. But what we are here to talk about is something that only either 75,000 or 82,000 experienced, depending on how many were really in the building. That was the shit show that was leaving MetLife Stadium. So. Oh, this was just... This was just awful. Um, basically, what happened was 
New Jersey Transit and WWE pointed fingers at each other. They each said it was each other's fault. I'm actually with WWE on this one. I think it's all this is all New Jersey Transit. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of tend to agree, but so if you at the know, same time, if they told them, if it kind of depends. If WWE told them the show's gonna be over at eleven, then it's not their fault. But there's no way they told them the show's gonna be over. No, so it's, but that's what they're claiming. I'm just saying if that's really what happened, then it's WWE's fault. If they're just bullshitting, which I tend to suspect they are to cover their own asses, then absolutely it's their fault. But no matter what, it's somebody's fault, and it was complete and utter bullshit. Yeah, it was raining. People there, there was like ten thousand people waiting for Ubers. At the so one first, time. so first of all, I don't mean to cut you off, but first of all, it says uh, lot five is Uber pickup. We're like, all right, we walked to lot five. We go to get an Uber. First, lot it's e. like lot E, E five. It was E five. Uh, so we go get an Uber, lot E five. And it says, like, 78 bucks. And we're like, whatever. Just get us the fuck home. So we go to pay for it. Driver accepts. Driver cancels. We get another one. This time it's 81. Driver accepts. Driver cancels. Then the price is $84. And at this point, no one is even accepting. So we're like, all right, fuck it. Let's just go wait for the train. We get in line for the train. And I tell you what. Let's just go. Let's just go with 80000 just to, for the sake of making the match. It felt like it. Let's just go. The, the, you don't even know where I'm going with this. Let's just say 80,000. Oh, there's 80,000 people outside. Hell no. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Let's just say 80,000 for the sake of making this math easy. If there are 80,000 people in the stadium, at least 30,000 of them were waiting for this train. At least almost half were waiting for this fucking train. And there was like one train for all these people. And they keep leaving and keep coming back because New Jersey Transit didn't want to pay their people overtime. So there's only one train. And it was ridiculous. And then we were, we stay, we're staying in line for about 15 minutes before it starts pouring fucking rain. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely terrible. And we're waiting in the pouring rain for two hours. At this point, we're soaked. Brian Zane's behind us saying to go get, uh, to go get fucking the A train. Uh, and then eventually, I'm just like, let me just try an Uber one more time. So I, try, so I try to get an Uber. I get one for like 90 bucks. At this point, I didn't even care. I just ordered it. It actually showed up. We got back to our hotel room at about 3 a.m. After that. my No, because we got the food at 4, so we were definitely back at 3. The food we, gonna, let, we got picked up at 2.55. The we food, got back at like quarter of. No, we got back at like 3. I'll tell you what time we got picked up right now. Regardless. It was just a hell of a night. I had a great time, but that was just ridiculous. I just, it was so long. It was so long in that rain. I have... Never in my life been wet for that long. It was just terrible. And you got picked up at two thirty. Got picked up at two thirty. Yeah, we were back at like three. Uh, all right. And eighty four dollars and thirteen cents. Yeah, ridiculous. Look at all these. Look at all these canceled Uber trips I have. One, two. I had three people three, cancel on me. Four, five, six, seven, eight. I have eight canceled Uber trips from that night. Yeah, it was ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Because they were canceling them, and they're just coming over and charging $200 to get you the ring. Yeah, they were just... It was the most Snakes. fucked up thing I've ever seen. But the rain did not help. The rain didn't help at all. I was... I was... It seemed like we were wet just for a very long time. Speaking of being wet for a very long time, uh, we want to tell you about something that can help with that. That would be our friends over at Blue Chew. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visit and no waiting at the pharmacy. And best of all, no more awkwardness. 
Now you can increase your now you can increase your performance and get that extra conf confidence. Go to BlueChew.com. That's blue, like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable, the same FDA-approved active ingredients that Viagra and Cialis has, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants that extra function and enhance their performance in the bedroom. Oh, that's, that's it is indeed, because I had some the other day on a full stomach, and it, 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 I worked tremendously. Well, you all you always have a full stomach. Oh, fuck off. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Shoe prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free with our special promo code TURNBUCKLE. All you pay is the $5 shipping. I know you got $5 laying around, unless your hotel charges you twice and your bank account's negative $500. Oh, yes, that's rookie shit. Uh, but once again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code TURNBUCKLE. Try it free. Just do it. It's the better, cheaper, and faster choice. And we want to thank them a whole lot for sponsoring this podcast. Nice. <laughs> I was waiting. I was trying to give you a cue there, but uh, yeah. So, getting home from WrestleMania sucked. It was awful. It was. It was absolutely terrible. And at this point, we're starving, and it's three in the morning, and there's nothing open except McDonald's. And my ass just got out of my wet clothes. And to tell you how wet my clothes were, I when I got when I got my clothes off, I just threw them in a pile because I'm like, fuck this. The next morning, they were still soaked. Yeah, mine were still wet. Mine were, still wet when I got home yesterday. I was gonna say when I went to pack them. When I went to pack them Tuesday morning, still wet. When I dumped them in my hamper when I got home Tuesday afternoon, still wet. When I went to wash them this morning, still wet. Yeah, that was, was unbelievable. It was a scary pouring rain as well. And yeah, but not, we finally made it back, and I had a Big Mac at four a.m. Which is that's another thing. Like I heard for years. Like I've heard like my dad say like. I can't eat fast food past a certain hour. It really gets to you. And I always thought that was bullshit. I'm like, you know how many times I've been drunk and had Taco Bell at like 2 in the morning? But, dude, I had this Big Mac at 4 a.m. I regret nothing. And I nothing. felt like such shit. Yeah, I regret nothing, though. I felt like such shit. But, so, we got back at 4. Des had to be in Philly by 1030. Yeah, and, somehow, and he made it. Somehow, by the grace of God, he made it. He was probably very tired. Oh, God, yeah. But so our, I mean, his WrestleMania journey ended, but ours didn't. Monday, we went to Access. Uh, great fucking time. Access was cool. A lot, got to see a lot of memorabilia. Got to take a picture in front of the 90s neon entrance stage. Got to... Uh, in the ring at WrestleMania 1. WrestleMania 1 ring. Got to see some live matches. Got to I see, got to put my hand in Andre's hand. He did. Got to see Kyrie's elbow drop up very close. Glad to have some good mac and cheese. I had grilled cheese. That was delicious. And then we went to Raw. Uh, we got to see The Undertaker. Lars made his de uh, debut on the main roster. Dude, how long before he's just Lars? Oh, dude. I'm, he's probably next week. Yeah, I mean, that's fine with me, that one, actually. Sami Zayn made his return and cut his version of the Pipe Bomb promo. It was good, too. Uh, the main event went to shit, and fans started chanting AEW, playing with beach balls. Cesaro hopped in the crowd on three separate occasions to chase down these beach yeah, balls. Yeah, Cesaro does not look like beach balls. And he does not look like beach balls. He, he doesn't just, like them either. He doesn't like beach balls is what I meant to say. And then after that, we had to see Dean Ambrose's farewell. Um, that was awesome. But yeah, anything, anything else on the weekend? No, I had a great weekend. 10 for 10 would recommend. Absolutely. So we'll see you in Tampa next year? Oh, yeah, we're going to Tampa. Bet. I, My I knew, dad's coming. I knew you were going to say that. I knew one weekend will win you over. But just to compare, I hyped up WrestleMania weekend a lot, and it just wasn't the same this year, man. 
Like, New Orleans, the whole city was taken over by wrestling fans. And I guess it's because New Orleans, by comparison to New York City, is, like, a small city. Uh, New York City is so big that it just physically can't get taken over by wrestling fans. That being said, I still had a great time. Yeah, and it was a great time. I mean, I saw shows and wrestlers I never thought I'd see. Yeah. And I owe that all to that weekend, and I'll see everybody in Tampa. Absolutely. So we'll be right back with the Kane Fact of the Week, and we will get the hell out of here. This week's Kane Fact of the Week is brought to you by Jacobs versus Walter. <laughs> Kane was not involved in WrestleMania 35. That is a depressing Kane Fact of the Week. It is. I'm very upset about it. But now that we got through this marathon of a weekend and marathon of an episode, I'm very excited for next week. We have our Batista retrospective will be our main event. We were also releasing our first annual Champions Advantage tournament. And there'll be more than one for a year, so it's not actually annual, but I don't know the fucking word for it. So we have the Mean Guy Classic. We already have our 32 competitors picked out, and we will explain to you the rules, and you will be voting on Twitter for us next week. So thank you. Peace. I have work in six hours, and I would really like to go to bed. Yeah, um, I'm also tired. Um, I don't have work until like 48 hours from now, but I'd still like to go to bed. And this is a different type of episode. We hope you enjoyed. Sorry it's late. Um, we'll make it up to you. We love you, and goodbye. <laughs>